Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we're talking about Jingle All the Way, <laughs> a classic question mark? <laughs> I have heard of it. I've seen it before. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Rebecca, this isn't on my yearly rotation of uh, must-see Christmas movies. Um, it Actually, I don't know if it's a must-see for me, but I don't mind when it's on. Really? I actually don't mind. I think this movie actually, for me personally, I don't know if it's just like nostalgic or whatever, but this movie crosses over to so bad it's good territory. <laughs> That's what this movie does for me. I'm like this, the, all the characters are nuts. These townspeople are crazy. Every situation is like it's been written by a child. A and I, bit. Can, I can kind of dig it. Honestly, there were moments of this movie where I genuinely laughed out loud. Yeah, and there, uh, there are, there is definitely a moment for me where this movie literally jumps the shark. Like, it's, <laughs> uh, okay, what, what, what well, part is it? What well, it's is? like once, once Turbo Man is somehow real. <laughs> Like, because before that, it's all. Oh, you mean when he when he shoots himself into space? Yeah, basically, so where he has a jetpack and like can shoot things because just because he's dressed like Turbo Man. Um, but I think everything up till then is kind of like this, it just like a grounded kind of uh, madcap comedy, right? Like, oh, we're sliding on ice and we're tripping yeah. over things, uh, and then it just goes so far off the rails and you're like what <laughs> movie I like that though <laughs> I want it <laughs> I drew, I want it I every time it went just way too far I was like more more of this why not <laughs> there are so many shots of just Arnold Schwarzenegger's face just going whoa <laughs> like and clearly all done on, like, bad green screen. Oh, I uh, love it. Yeah. I, I do not, honestly do not mind. I found this movie hummed along. I was like, this is a tight hour and a half. Hour and a half. That's the first <laughs> note I made on this movie. <laughs> we love that it. it's an hour and a half. Uh, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll describe this in a minute, but I do need to point out that uh, Netflix has uh, created a category for me that goes uh, short masterpieces, all of which are an hour and a half long. <gasps> and I was like, I saw this category. I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is exactly what I want. They know what the people want. They know yeah. what the people want. They're listening to us. Is the <laughs> they're <listening. laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're minding our thing. But guys, if you haven't seen uh, Jingle All the Way, uh, basically it is Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Sinbad, and they have character names, but I don't intend to use them. Uh, <laughs> Because it's not important, right? Right, you'll agree. It's it's Arnold I Schwarzenegger mean, and Sinbad. I feel like, and I've had this discussion with a few people of like, oh, like sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, we're not big on names, and they're like, yeah, I, I've seen that. I'm like, listen, some people just transcend their character. They like, are. It's just they are who they are. They do not blend in. <laughs> they they do not disappear. Arnold Schwarzenegger does not disappear into his character. Yes, like when I'm watching a romantic <laughs> comedy, I don't care that Tom Hanks' his name is right. His it's Tom Hanks, goddamn. And Meg it. Ryan. Yes. Kiss already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, and uh, basically Arnold Schwarzenegger is a real busy business type man, and he's real shit to his son, and he misses his karate uh, demonstration. I guess it is for like the tenth time. And, like, he's always running late and always disappointing his son. 
and in a desperate bid to uh, satisfy or uh, 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 make his son love him again, um, he promises to get him a Turbo Man uh, doll, a Turbo Man action figure, and uh, it's the hottest gift of the year, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife um, asked him to get it two weeks ago, and he forgot. So now he's got to go out on Christmas Eve, and he's got to track down the hottest toy there is, and he runs into Sinbad, who's a mailman, and uh, he is stressed out and also trying to get this Turbo Man doll. And uh, they kind of end up just kind of running around to Toy Store to Toy Store. They keep running into each other. You know, they trip each other up. Sinbad's hitting Arnold with the mailbag. They're scrambling for, like, uh, balls in, like, a draw. Um, you know, uh, they, they end up in diners and things like that. And the movie... It, I mean, that just all plays out for, like, 40 minutes. Yes. Yeah, like, it's the same gag over and over again. Um, and then we get to... Oh, there's, a, there's like, a Santa gang that, like... Oh, the Santa! ...tries to uh, con him out of his... Makes him spend $300 on, like, a Spanish-language version, one that falls apart. Um, and then there's a fight, weirdly enough, with all the Santa Clauses. But then it, the movie ends in a parade... Uh, uh, a holiday parade in which, uh, for some reason, Turbo Man and not Santa Claus is the big final float on this thing. Chef's kiss. Uh, <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger, through convenience or, or mistaken identity, uh, gets dressed up as Turbo Man and then fights Sinbad, who dress, dresses up like the villain and there's, as we said off the top, there's actual rocket packs and like superpowers involved here. And it's crazy. And then at the very end, um, as part of being on the float, he, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets to give his son a special edition Turbo Man doll. And then in a wonderful heart, Sinbad gets arrested <laughs> <laughs> for uh, childhood endangerment, like literally hanging kids off of the sides of buildings. And then uh, as a nice holiday treat, the child decides to give Sinbad the special doll. And you're like, oh. And then that's it. Then yeah. the credits roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, roll credits. Hilarious. Uh, again, a classic. I think we can all agree. That's very obviously the tale of a Christmas classic. <laughs> yes, and guys, uh, we'll get to who we think the hero and villain of this movie is uh, in a bit. Uh, but um, this episode is brought to you by the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast. The Bourbon Pursuit Podcast. The official podcast of bourbon. Bourbon? <laughs> Are we just going to say bourbon over bourbon. It's bourbon. A, it's, it's a fun, a fun word. word to drink and a fun drink to uh, to drink. It's the only way I make a uh, like a wh anything with whiskey. I'm like, well, oh, I got to yeah? go bourbon. Nice. You know what I mean? Old fashioned. You need it. Bourbon, baby. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I'm talking You're about. You're very good. And I, I will say, uh, despite being a whiskey guy myself, I know very little about bourbon, which is great because this is kind of... Uh, the podcast for you if you want to know more about it uh you want to know the science behind bourbon y you bet i do you want to know the history behind bourbon yes uh the stories behind like all these different brands there's nothing more interesting to me than like taking this one very specific thing you know like bourbon mm -hmm. and like there's always something so interesting and rich in its background and that's what this podcast 
is... Oh, I just want things explained to me. I'm not a smart yeah. one. I just want to sit back and have deep dives on, honestly, anything. And bourbon is, you know, I would say one of my <laughs> top-tier beverages. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And they've had, uh, you know, past guests that included CEOs, master distillers, and brand ambassadors from every major distillery, authors, bloggers, industry influencers, retailers, celebrities, and unique consumers uh, who hunt down rare bourbon. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you can take your knowledge, uh, from being a bourbon novice to a bourbon baron, bourbon, bourbon baron. They wrote that. That's a hard one to say, <laughs> but we love it. And, uh, wherever good stuff is poured, uh, bourbon pursuit is just a play button away. So join your hosts, Kenny Coleman, Ryan Cecil, and Fred Minnick on an epic bourbon adventure. Sus subscribe and follow bourbon pursuit wherever you get your podcast. Thank you very much for sponsoring us bourbon pursuit. And. And now, who do you, who do you have <laughs> Well, actually, okay, I think very clearly we actually have three villains in this movie, okay? There are our top-tier villain, okay, which is obviously Sinbad. That's yeah. the always conflicting force, right? Always present, always fighting. Um, obviously, Ted, the neighbor mm. Ted. I forgot Ted. Oh, how do you that. forget Ted? Ted's a villain for sure, right? And then I'm going to make an argument that absolutely the police officer is a villain of the story in a sense. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he is an opposing force to our main character. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I didn't even clock that, but you're right. And uh, I was just like, I would defend him at a drop of a hat. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that guy gets done wrong a lot of times. <laughs> And every time he's like, listen, I have to write you up for this. He does have to write him up for this. He does. He absolutely does. Because um, Arnold's out here doing some crazy stuff. Right. Okay. Right off the top. And this thing, this move made me hate Arnold Schwarzenegger's character so much. Because this is Howard, my, if anybody wants to. This is my biggest fucking pet peeve in the world where it's he's running late for the karate thing. He hasn't left on time. Mm -hmm. He's been told he needs to leave on time. And he gets stuck in traffic, so he decides to drive up the shoulder and smiles like an ass while doing it, being like, I figured it all out. I've done the thing that no one else is smart or courageous enough to do. I'm jumping ahead in traffic by driving on the shoulder, and he gets pulled over for it. Good. Good. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Anytime I've seen behavior like that, I'm and I'm again not necessarily pro police, but <laughs> there's little shit like that where I'm like, yeah, get them, okay? Because you're really disservicing everyone around Thank you. you. Yes. Why are you special? Why do you get to not follow the rules? Thank you. Then the system only works if everybody follows the rules. Yeah. Right? Like the only reason you can get up ahead. Like it, for me, not necessarily the shoulder, but the carpool lane, right? The only reason that you can jump in the carpool lane and race ahead when you've got one person in your car is because not everybody is doing that, right? Oh, uh, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You decided, hey, everybody else around me is not going to be an asshole. Let me do this. I'm going to be an asshole so right now. That got me right off the top. I was like, I don't. You know nope. what got me right off the top? Um who the fuck's burning the midnight oil at a mattress factory? Who? <laughs> <laughs> what? This guy's up in his office like, you're my favorite customer. Yes, you're my number. They, like, this phone is ringing off the hook. A, like, 
December 23rd. December 23rd. It's in the PM, man. The sun has gone down. Okay, everybody downstairs is partying, okay? It's it's, it's their Christmas party. It's a Christmas party. Your own assistant is upset by your behavior. Leave you... Showing you little notes while you're on the phone, like, hey, uh, you said this 30 minutes ago. You got to leave, dude. If your assistant cares more about your family life, that is, that's a huge red flag. A huge red flag. Huge red flag off the top, but just like the fact that he's just up there. Just, oh, yes, of course, sir. Like, Okay. And, and with that point, on the, one of the phone calls he makes, these guys like, 200 mattresses by next Friday? Of course we can do that for you. No problem. Think about that for one goddamn minute. <laughs> you need who? Who needs 200 mattresses between Christmas and New Year's? What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the what the hell happened in your shop, man? Yeah, what like Are the you only supposed d- to be getting rid of all this stock right now? <laughs> yeah, the only person I can think of who would need 200 mattresses is a hotel. Right? So are you opening a new hotel? Oh no, I was picturing this like that's their fat that's their distribution or oh, whatever. And they're okay. all going out to different mattress stores in the city or whatever. <sighs> okay, fair enough. Okay. I guess I'm <laughs> thinking going direct time, to customers. Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. know who the hell these other managers are of these mattress stores that are like, it's seven PM. Better get that order in. <laughs> Better, whoops. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, well, and, and I bought a mattress uh, a while ago. This is back when Sears still existed. And I had to, uh, uh, I was in a breakup and she took the mattress. Mm. Uh, and uh, so I was like, I need to get a mattress. And I went to Sears and uh, uh, there's like crazy lead time on mattresses. I didn't know this. I thought you could just go to a store and buy a mattress. And they're like, well, no, we got to make it. And I was like, what? <laughs> they're like, yeah, it'll shit. take like a week or two and then we'll deliver it. I was like, I thought these were just things that you had in the back. Uh, No, in my mind, I watched that and I was like, is this like what through this child's eyes of what his dad does? (laughs) And this man's just actually having an affair? Oh, oh, that makes more sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this is just what this kid thinks his dad does at work. (laughs) Like, yes, you're right, sir. 200 more mattresses. I'm a businessman. I'm a business, 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 business. What's that? A bajillion? Certainly. Sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> like, there's no way. That's a Christmas party. He's in his office. Oh, Mm-mm-mm. not a fun boss. Yeah. And and let's take a minute to consider the employees who are going to have to work overtime or whatever to make all these orders that you're making on, uh, on, on Christmas Eve Eve, December 23rd, right? Absolutely nuts. Um, <laughs> I can't. Like that we've talked for five minutes about how yeah. he works at a mattress store. I can't. Hey, it's, it's year end, Rebecca. We're getting our content where we can. No, I just like it. I don't know why that just struck me as one of the funniest fucking things in this movie. It truly killed me. And he, yeah. And it sets up very well that he is and continues to be throughout the movie a real shit dad. Oh, he's, a, he's an absolute bag of garbage. Yeah. This guy's a bag of garbage. And my, okay. And to present, to start presenting my defense for uh, Sinbad, yes. or uh, or Myron, if uh, if you want to go by his character name, uh, Myron the post worker, uh, yeah, I would say him. I would argue that him and Arnold pretty much have the exact same timeline. 
They do the exact same things, have yes. the exact same problems. The only difference is, is that Sinbad's actually having a mental breakdown. <laughs> like, he actually <laughs> needs assistance. He, and yeah. Arnold's just an asshole. <laughs> yes. He's just a privileged asshole. 100%. And it is... Uh, it, it's so telling that both of their motivations are pretty much the same. Yes, they're right? the exact same. We need this doll. Um, we've waited too long. I need this doll for my child yeah. to win my my child's, uh, you know, like affection. Exactly. And like, it's one thing to be like the hero, the villain of this movie, wants to destroy the, wants to nuke the world, mm -hmm. right? Raygun on the moon, whatever it is. And the hero's like, no, don't, right? <clears throat> Those are opposing goals. I would like the world to keep being as it is. I would like to nuke the world. We have conflict here. These people have the exact same goal. They are the exact same, they're trying to achieve the exact same thing. At the end of this movie, one of them ends up with a toy and the other doesn't. Yes. Or, or there, is a, there is even a, a version of this movie where both of them end up with a toy and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> yeah, man. Like, if you go play-by-play play through what these two men do, it is very obvious that it, it is almost like, I, I don't, it, it's boom, boom. They yeah. do the exact same thing. Like, uh, Sinbad hits him with a bag. Arnold trips him with a toy, like a remote control toy. Um, oh, I want to bring attention to something also that I just think is bullshit. Because at one point, I was like, okay, what is some of the most sinister things both of these men do, right? Yeah. How do they compare? I would say, obviously, other than the bomb thing, which <laughs> we'll get we'll to. Get to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than the bomb thing, I would say one of the more sinister things that Sinbad does is mace Arnold, which is like super pain. Like if you get maced, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've never been maced, but I, I have been around. You know what I mean? It's it, it seems. You've been around some bear mace. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Around a bit of bear mace, I it seems like it's a very unpleasant. Yes. Here's what I'm gonna say. Um, he didn't mace him actually. Um, and here's why: because anybody that's ever been maced knows if you've been maced, there's no chance within the next five seconds you can get up, chase a tiny bouncing yellow ball through a mall, and jump over thing, dive into. Uh, yeah. No. No way. Yeah, there's no way you can execute any of this. You need a minute, and you need to flush your eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> this guy got sprayed with water, started screaming mace. Yes. <laughs> ah! Like, he just starts screaming. I'm like, so... Vinegar hey, at most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're overdramatic <laughs> at best, okay? You didn't... You, this didn't happen, okay? So I would just like to call attention to that, because my defense of that moment is, I don't think that... Ha I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and... If we can go back to like the very first moment that we meet Sinbad and his character. Oh, yes. Right? Okay, yes. So they're waiting outside the toy store. Mm -hmm. um, and this to me, this opening speech by Sinbad uh, makes it so clear that he gets what is going on. So he he <laughs> understands like the fucking rat race that they live in. Uh, so what is it? 
He goes, um, it's all a ploy. It's set up by billionaires and they're toy like they make these toy cartels and they feed our kid this shit on TV to make them feel bad about themselves and to make them feel bad about us who are forced to work all the time in order to buy them the things that they think are happy. And then you buy them the toy and uh, it, it breaks immediately and you can't fix it because it's cheap plastic. And I was like, and that, I think, sets the entire tone of this movie, which is basically uh, class warfare, uh, where you have the billionaire class, who is represented by uh, the, the, the mega conglomerate that's behind Turbo Man. Yes. Right? And then you have upper middle class, and I, I know you're going to argue, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is movie middle class. Oh, yes. No, no, no. He is definitely movie middle class. Like, this is like 90s movie. Yeah. That is very much middle class. And yes. what happens is false scarcity is mm-hmm. forcing the middle class to fight the blue collar worker. And they're in conflict now. And you don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. So I am fucking forcing back. Dude, that whole speech off the top. <laughs> because I it is played like it is supposed to be the rantings and ravings of a lunatic. And all I kept thinking was, I agree with every single thing this man is saying. I agree with every single thing he's saying. One of my favorite lines he says is, could you get me a bike and a slinky? No, your father's been laid off. Like, I lost it when he said that. No, your father's been laid off. I, because, yes, he's exactly right. This is complete madness. These people are clamoring for a piece of plastic to win their child's affections. Also in that scene, we see um, Howard or Arnold, however you want to depict it. He pushes his way all, first of all, arrives at the crowd, pushes yeah. his way all the way to the front. Yeah. Okay. Then Sinbad defends him. He's like, come on, man. He's just trying to get a kid. Like He's a trying to do what we're all kid. doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't get mad at him, whatever. He gets on his little rant also about how he's paying alimony and she's screwing everybody at the post office but him. Uh, He's clearly not having a good day. Oh, but but this... Okay, and and to come back to my original point, this man is having a mental breakdown. He is. He's absolutely having a mental breakdown, okay? This is cracking this man. Yeah. Okay, also because he kind of goes into this backstory later about how he kind of never forgave his dad for not getting him this, like... The Johnny Five, because my dad wanted the same gun. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember my... And my dad also didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, kind of how, like, oh, I I never forgave my parents for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is always so funny, because that is um, something that can kind of happen with people, is that, like, sometimes you can even see a kid with a toy you wanted as a kid, and that can make you upset. Like, you're like... Oh, why? And you won't even, uh, your brain won't even make the connection why you're mad at that kid. And it's just like, oh, because you, but also you're an adult. Just go buy that toy. Yeah. Sometimes I buy toys. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm a Rubik's Cube and Slinky guy for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I have this pining for like, oh man, you know what I would, uh, like I really wanted that thing when I was younger. I just buy it now. Yeah. <laughs> or it. you don't want it anymore. Yes. And then there's there's actually like a nice moment of learning where you don't always get what you want. Oh, yes. Also you know what that. I mean? And that, that I think is essential. So before we get too far away from it though, I do just want to say one of my favorite, uh, the movie tropes I hate the most mm-hmm. is people, main characters, being easily able to push their way up to the front of the crowd. And in this movie, <laughs> I was like, no, but that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 
No, it's allowed. Yes. I believe that Arnold Schwarzenegger could fight his way to the front of a crowd. With certainty. With um, certainty. Um, one thing I do hate, and this I would say very like small villain role, because like I would say kind of these toy shops are kind of like a bit of a representation of a villain in this movie yeah. of like these, you know, it's sold out everywhere. And this is a vi- this is a part of villainy I will not defend. Okay, because I absolutely hate it is when a store is out of something and they're very rude to you about it. Oh, yeah. When everybody, because like, and they do it like- Chris Parnell shows up (laughs) and you're like, Chris Parnell? Yes. (laughs) They do it so over the top and everybody's like, and everybody joins in and they're all laughing. Yeah, you want a turbo man? What? Where you been? Like, it's like, okay, I hate that so much because I'm like, that's, it is not this person's fault for being misinformed. No. Like, would you do that to a 90 year old woman that's like, My oh, this was. My grandson wanted a turbo. Yeah, man. like, do this was on that? the list, right? Like, I only watch weather and the news. <laughs> what do you want from me, right? I hate that so much. Absolutely. Also, because any time that happens to me, I want to rip my own arm off and throw it at a person. But like, I also feel like it's very unrealistic for what most customer service people are going through. Like, they've been asked that a thousand times today they would maybe be like no man we're all out i'm so, like yeah like they're not gonna take the time to be like this guy wants a no. turbo man though <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Like, it's like yeah that's the hottest toy everyone's yeah. asked if anything you're getting we're a long out. sigh and just no, no. sir <laughs> sorry i don't know when we're getting more I don't know when. Yeah, I've had that. Uh, I worked at a blockbuster. I think when like a video game system came out, and like we would get like two because we weren't like big retailers mm-hmm. of games. But like you'd get a thousand questions like, "When are you getting a PS3?" I don't know, man. We got sent two, and they're they were gone weeks ago. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Oh my god, like trying to get the vaccine. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and with just one final thing, I do want to point out about this like meeting because I think it mm. sets so much up for uh, Sinbad or. Or fine, uh, what is it, Myron? Duh, Sinbad's a better name. Anyway, <laughs> truly, uh, is he mentions that he hasn't had time to go Christmas shopping because it is the busiest time of year for the post office, and he's been slammed. So right off the top, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger who didn't have, who had the time over mm-hmm. the last two weeks to go get it, but didn't because he's a selfish ass more concerned about selling 200 mattresses to deliver by before New Year's than he does about stopping by a store and grabbing something. And you have a guy who has to work so hard all through the season because he's not his own boss and gets told when to work because he has to be out there serving other people. Yep. Huge difference in set. Oh, yes. And that absolutely checks out. At no point <laughs> thinking, wow, this guy at the mattress factories must be burnt out <laughs> over the holidays. I don't even know how you do it, dude. Everyone buys mattresses yeah. between Christmas and New Year's. Everybody no, knows No, dude. That. If I walk by a like uh, a store in the streets, I'm like, right this way, sir. This, <laughs> like, is, this is a is... tough time of year for yes. you Yes, how's your back? Um, <laughs> how are you feeling? What oh, the right, hell? people send heavy shit this time yes, of year. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, this right. is when all the packages are going through. It's not just Christmas cards, man. It's not just letters to Santa. It's like, there's a reason why this guy can pretend he has so many bombs on him, okay? He's been carrying <laughs> this shit around all day. <laughs> been carrying this shit yeah he has been carrying that all day hasn't he yes that's crazy 
It is truly crazy. When he starts unloading and throwing packages, I'm like, yeah, at that point, why they not? They are going to get there by Christmas anyway. No, oh, absolutely <laughs> not. This guy needs uh, a bit of help. He needs a bit of help. He needs to talk to a therapist. A he, does. Bit. he does. Uh, he does. I sympathize with him a lot, though. Popping off. To veer off just for like one second. Can yeah. we talk about how shitty Ted is? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can we? Please, okay. Please, please take the lead on this. So, because there's a part of me that's like, as soon as I saw him on screen, I remembered immediately. I was like, played Ugh. by the wonderful Phil Hartman. Oh, he's and he's excellent. And Phil Hartman does disappear into a character, doesn't he? He's yes. Ted. <laughs> he's Ted. <laughs> he is Ted. Yes, he, he is, does. Yeah. He does blend into Ted. Yes, he does. Um, fantastic comedy voice. Love that. Rest in peace, Phil Harmon. Oh. We, miss oh, we've, we missed out on so much stuff. Anyway. So, Ted, who... Okay. I would say up until the point of when he starts baking the cookies, I'm kind of like, I could defend that man. Yeah. Up until the cookie scene where he's starting to take off her apron. That was a little gross. Oh, dude, the chills. that ju- I just started squirming in my seat. I was like, ooh, I'm uncomfortable. Yes, because at that point, he transitions from a, one, an objectively better father and uh, uh, neighbor than Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like, he's putting up Arnold's lights. He's uh, helping the neighborhood with it. I mean, he gets a reindeer, which is stupid and irresponsible, but like, whatever. And the other thing is, um, he's single, and all the women on the block seem real into him. And that's supposed to be like a threat to Arnold, and it shouldn't be. No, at no point. You know, if you're if you're a bored housewife and you're into the guy who fucking comes and fixes your pipes and like, you know, metaphorically and yeah, <laughs> literally, I was, I, I was like, <laughs> the order of that was hilarious. <laughs> you yeah, know, he, he comes and he, he comes fixes your pipes and then he, and then he fixes, fixes your pipes. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, all the more power to you. I'm not going to stick my nose into that like weird cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. polyamory, whatever you got going on there. But like once he starts hitting on, not hitting on, oh, sexually harassing. Yo, okay, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were trying to downgrade it. I was like, no, no, no he's definitely like hit, actively yeah, hitting yeah. on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because, uh, and, and can I just say the thing that, because first of all, the touching, gross, okay? pulling an apron off of her like oh let me just no that is way too personal sir like i think if one of my friends did that to like one of my really close friends did that to me i'd be like what the fuck it's is a, going on what are you doing like, it's a it's a super weird move yes because like it's different than a hug mm. right because you've got to get low so and it's like uh, it's like it's like hips and back at the same time. So like a lot of creepy Matt or you know, creepy people. Let's make it creepy people. Okay, a lot of creepy people. What they like to do is they like to hang out in this gray area, right. and you would call that a gray area where it's like you could talk yourself out of that being weird. Right. If that makes any sense, it's like it wasn't such a big bro of like he didn't kiss me, he didn't like do anything too crazy. But you're like, but I felt really uncomfortable. But there is a way you could talk yourself out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, well, no, maybe he's just, you know, really friendly or like, you know, some people don't have the same physical boundaries and maybe uh, whatever. Like, you just start talking yourself down. But the fact is it's wrong <laughs> and right. gross. And okay. even if, okay, and even <laughs> let's, let's break this down even more. Because like, let's say she had her hands filled with dough, 
right? Like, mm-hmm. so, so, and she needs the apron off. She needs help taking the apron off. She's got her hands up in the air. How you do it is you go behind the person, you pull it, open it up, and lift it over. Or you ask for permission. You go. Well, yeah. <laughs> you wait she, for that person asks, to be like, "Hey, can asks, you help me? Can you help me? Just undo this." That's what I'm uh, sorry. I meant to say that off the top. Yes, if she asked for that help, that's how you do it. This was not like, the lean in from the front. It's no, 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 no. That was right up there with. Um, oh, what movie was it? It was uh, Julia Roberts where she gets her finger licked. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, they're buddies," and I'm like, "No, he." He put her full finger in a. Um, oh. oh, that's gonna bother me. We covered it. Oh, Pretty Woman. No, not Pretty Woman. Although I could see why you would think that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe we've covered. Oh, my pre- best friend's wedding. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. That's it. It's like it was right up there with that for me. Of like, this is actually very no. This is not a thing that f- quote unquote friends do. No, feels weird. He also suggests that she or not even suggests goes. You should go take a shower. Go take a shower. Nobody tells me to go take a shower in my own home. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I decide when I go take a shower, sir. Okay. Well, and again, there's there's a nugget of kindness in there, which I think falls into that um, that sort of gray zone that you're talking That's about. That's all. Yeah, this guy loves hanging go, out in that. Where where you go? You've been busy all day. Mm-hmm. You know, your husband's not home, so you have. You're trying to do baking. You're watching the kids. You have no time for yourself. I'm going to watch the kids. I'm going to finish up with the baking. You go, and in this context, take a shower, presuming that's what you need to do, right? You know, just, oh, Rebecca, tell me. I, I got to disagree there. If anybody in my house told me to go take a shower, I'd be like, all right, see you in about 40. Like, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm going to sit there. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to sing in the shower. I'm going to let the water pour over me. That, to me, is my happy place. Oh, no, it's, it's my happy place, too, but I decide. Fair. <laughs> you don't tell me to go take a shower. The joke always in my house is always, uh, oh, I'm going to go take a shower, and the person responds, I was hoping you would. And that's, <laughs> that's that has been the that's running great. joke in my family for my whole life. Yeah. That's all my mother says to me. That's all my father says to me. <laughs> <laughs> we I, was, do, I was hoping you would. <laughs> we do a uh, after, how's your shower? And the response is always wet. Like, that's... <laughs> Why do families have shower bits? I don't like, know. <laughs> that's so weird. Well, that's mostly yeah. cat and I, but yeah. like, how's your shower? Wet. Wet. Good. Uh, <laughs> then we'll, we'll, like, okay. we'll get that looked into or something. So, okay. And the the spots where I feel like I can kind of defend it, Ted is indefensible, okay? He's mm-hmm. gross. He's creepy. He actively at the end. Dropping the kids off. To, then, to be alone, to go park, and then... And then be like, no, tell me real a real feeling. Oh. oh. That, that seemed like real... I, I was genuinely fearful for that woman in that situation. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, you got in, like, deep, quickly, through no fault of your own. Yes. Like, <laughs> you, like oh, suddenly you're just in this situation. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it changed so rapidly. Yeah, I felt oh. pure terror for her in that moment. Also, I got to tell you guys, I and maybe this is just me, I don't think eggnog is a talk about your feelings beverage. It's just, it, it, it is simply not a talk about your feelings beverage. I feel like you really misread that. I don't know why that's so funny. I just don't feel no, like... You don't, you don't feel like opening up after egg and heavy cream? No, you're all bloated. Like, oh, God. Little nutmeg will open you right up. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? No. Do you just want to have like a full pan of lasagna and cry? No, <laughs> not really. 
Actually, yeah, you're, you're right though, because there are different alcohols that open you up a little bit. Yeah, and like, I don't think like a wine. I get real chatty, real Ooh. chatty on like a good no, red. Heat it up, a little spiced wine. You know, <laughs> that, now we're, that's some feelings. That's a yeah. feelings beverage. Uh, and uh, whiskey or bourbon. Uh, but yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, absolutely. Uh, that gets me like more. That's a party crack. I'm not aggressive. I'm <laughs> not. Uh, no, because a lot I of people even... will be like, "If are you whiskey drunk?" And you, you know, oh, I see. And okay. I don't get like, I don't get like feisty or anything. I just become like a little spicier. You know what I mean? Okay. Whereas like wine will be my. Listen, let me tell you why Lady Bird is the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's spice for you. No, that's not spice. Oh, that's okay, that's like, like the intimate, and like oh, the spice okay. is like woo. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, just Rick Flair in it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I make a really good uh, comedy show host when I've had one or two uh, uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Cokes. Well. Oh, don't we all? That's a dangerous slope yeah. to start sliding down. Uh, for Ted, just uh, just my last point that I would really love to make is that there are certain things where I'm like, okay, if it was a little more laid out, the only thing that makes Arnold's attitude towards this man valid is what happens later. So, like... First of all, Arnold's pissed because this guy puts lights up on his house. Okay. Then he's then he seems pissed that he's like, oh, I taped your son as well if you want a copy, which thank okay. you so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, at the karate tournament. Yeah, yeah the karate yeah. tournament. <laughs> um, he then is super pissed that this man's over eating cookies. And he's like, those are my cookies. I'm like, Arnold, how many cookies you need, buddy? That I've that's so many trays. Like, I think this guy also, could Oh, you're fucking Mr. Universe. You haven't touched a carb. In oh years. yeah. Like, <laughs> my God. Yeah. You don't look like a cookie fiend at all. Okay. You know, old Arnold, the old cookie monster, they call him. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's like, Don't eat those cookies. Those are my cookies. And They're it's not like talking about cookies. You, well, yes, but it's it just feels like at this point, I'm like, I can understand why you don't like this man. Man, but also the way you speak to him would if somebody spoke to me the way Arnold speaks to Ted I'd be like I want to antagonize you <laughs> like, yeah I'm gonna hang around I am gonna put more. I'm gonna be like ooh num 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 these cookies are so good <laughs> well you don't want me to eat your wife's cookies yeah 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 like <laughs> I just I really would amp it up I'm actually for that scene quite frankly yeah um, of course he is a super creep and I will not you know what I mean that guy gets so bad very quickly uh, but I would say, yeah, for the first little bit, I'm like, I think you're being a little unreasonable. <laughs> you yes. seem extremely angry towards this man. Yeah. I, although there is one bad piece of advice Ted gives Arnold, which is it's going to get a little frosty later. You should put some chains on those tires. In a city? <laughs> Are you fucking, have you never experienced cold? No, that will ruin the roads. They're going to plow and salt it. This is what, like Minnesota or something? Like, yeah. I don't know where this takes place, but it's like not a, uh, this isn't like Florida where they never get snow. They're going to plow in salt. The chains would ruin the road and your car. I know. I, I do not understand tires. that concept. I, that threw me out. It's yeah. like, if you're back, wouldn't it? And you got to go across a, like a fucking frozen lake. Sure. But ah, not in the city, man. Come on. <laughs> That's my Canadian coming out. That's a yes. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. So that's, that is all I will say about Ted. Uh, oh, other than, well, we'll get to what also Arnold starts doing because like, wow. So to get back to compare to what Arnold does versus what Sinbad does. Okay. Because if we're looking at some of the worst things Sinbad does, which like at the end, okay. Which I think we could agree is the height of his fuckery. Okay. 
he is actively trying to take a child or like the toy from that child, right? I mean, he's like, right. I want this doll. I'm going to get this doll. Whatever. Is that not what Arnold's doing the entire time he's chasing that child trying to get a ball? Yes. That's exactly, it's the exact same thing, only thankfully mothers intervene <laughs> and start beating the shit out of them with their purses. Yes. Which, amazing, yes, and totally deserved. Absolutely. Um, you are touching no, a child that is not yours. I'm in a child's play, like the second an adult man is in a child's play set. With, no, yeah. Yeah, where is your your sponsor child? Where is the person that lets you in here, right? Exactly. You can't come in here without a kid. That's crazy. Um, Physically touching this kid and then demanding a ball when you're in a ball pit. Yeah, get ready for the purse, sir. Get ready. They're coming. Um, Totally deserved. So we've got Sinbad also trying to steal. Now, mind you, of course, he makes it way more dangerous. But I'm also going to make the argument that this guy is at the end. Like he is, <laughs> he has officially cracked and no one's intervened also because I think this whole town is kind of high off of turbo. Like they've all been brainwashed. It's insane. And I also kind of want to make that argument more as like a silly argument, but I think we could really make that argument that this whole town's been brainwashed. <laughs> 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 because all right okay because first of all every single person in this town knows exactly who turbo man is okay they're all like so stoked like literally when they see turbo man even like hit like arnold's wife like the mother like ha, 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 like oh my god it's turbo man like everybody's like it is so extra like everybody's losing it for this turbo man 100 so, um all of the store shop people like none of these people act nor they're always like ha like you don't you you don't know like you can't get a turbo man like it's like total craziness nobody would speak this way okay when he when arnold is alone okay no children okay he's in a cab going to the parade the cab driver says hey did you hear turbo man's gonna be there these are two adults speaking to each other not Hey, did you hear there's going to be a Turbo Man float or there's going to be a yeah, yeah, like yeah. a guy there in a Turbo Man costume? No, no, no. Did you hear the Turbo Man? <laughs> right. Will yeah, be you're, there. You're absolutely okay. right. They do truly believe that this is This is like Turbo a th- Man. Yeah, like there's something yeah. they speak about him in a way is like that this he is, is a, real. This is very real. This is a real person. Yeah, you're right. That's fucked up. Okay, I tell you, like, I think this whole town's a bit brainwashed. I'm going to take it even further. Yes. Uh, the Turbo Man dolls uh, will send out the instructions of what this clone, this uh, brainwashed army needs to do come Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, you wish you got yeah. the Spanish version. Yeah, it's a transceiver. And they're it's like, rise up, rise up, listen, children, like, uh, uh, invest in crypto or whatever. <laughs> So in I, yeah, twenty years and ruin ruin artists with NFTs. Anyway, so I truly uh, want to make the argument that this whole town is brainwashed. That's also why Sinbad gets to this like escalated point. Yeah. Okay. Because also it's, like it's everybody's the only watch- sane man in an insane yes. world. Also because nobody's going to nobody steps in at all to like intervene, stop this, whatever. Because they're like, well, no, all of this is real. Of course, that tiny child actor should be hanging. 
<laughs> is there any way you could have given a script to people so they yeah. would know what's going wrong? Uh, yeah. Truly I love, hilarious. I love this idea that the, everyone is brainwashed. Totally brainwashed. Because like, no, no adults speak this way, right? Like that woman that's taking the dog, like when he starts Terminator running behind that car being like... <laughs> I need your doll! Like, that is, you're losing it, okay? You're absolutely losing it. The only difference is, is that Sinbad comes from a different background than you, and you should have just taken care of this two weeks ago when your wife asked you to. Also, probably bring your wife in on this. You know who can solve a problem better than one person? Two people. Right. If you just come and you're like, listen, I fucked up. Okay. I didn't get that doll. I did not get that doll. I understand I've been a shit husband, okay? Can you start messaging some people? Can we start putting out some feelers? See if anybody has an extra one. We will pay extra for my mistake, clearly. Don't worry. I've got hundreds of orders coming through. So. I just sold 200 mattresses. <laughs> Buddy, like, you know, it's just... Every Friday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's off the hook at the mattress factory. Um, so, like, yeah, it doesn't bring her... Lies. Okay, so starts... Because he's a shit dad and shit husband. He's an absolute garbage husband. And what drives me absolutely insane about this movie is that, and this is very important, um, Arnold actually never learns the lesson he needs to learn. Oh. <laughs> he never learns the lesson he needs to learn. Because first of all, um, first he does what he does when he misses his kid's karate, like all this kid wants is for this dad to be there. Yes. Like, I just want you to attend things. I want you to be around. Whatever, right? He fought, he spends the whole movie trying to get this doll because he's trying to buy his child's affections back. <laughs> okay, like I'm trying to get you back on board with, with dad, right? Instead of just spending time with him, he spends the whole movie out doing all these things. Okay, he saves his son at the last minute, which gives away a toy. I think he has no business giving away to his kid. Yeah, okay. someone needs to check ID on oh! who's- that's bullshit, right? The guy that can afford it? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fucking kid that can afford it? Can we look for a kid with some fucking holes in his pants? God damn it. Right? Like, <laughs> look for some, Look for a sad-looking kid. God damn. Anyway. <laughs> There's like a little kid in like a wheelchair and like on this special platform that it's supposed to go to and he just yeah. hands it off to somebody else. Do you know how this movie, act, the last, the very last thing we see as audience members in this movie, the last thing before roll credits is Arnold being carried by a group of strangers away from his child. (laughs) (laughs) Away from his kid. That he's, the whole movie was supposed to, he was supposed to learn to be a good dad, be there, be present. He's like, yeah, (laughs) Turbo Man, bitches. It's That's what my wife and kid wanted. Was just, just for me to be Turbo Man. I don't know. Maybe they wanted you to be there. So anyway, they could have so this. crazy. It's so crazy too that neither one, neither his kid nor his wife recognized him as Turbo I Man. No, the I'm... walking A frame that inverted A that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. There was like a, <laughs> uh, a well, B, I guess. Is what I put this is. hat on and now I'm different. Now, <laughs> You know how many people look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. It's zero percent people. How do how do you know my name? <laughs> Mr. Universe. <laughs> the 
tallest person I've ever seen. You're a six foot two god. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I thought that was the other six foot two international bodybuilder who lives in our town. I love that everything works on that. Like, because that really just totally, like you said, like totally jumps the shark. Like, that movie goes... That fact that there are jetpacks that work in this movie, and he's actually shooting things from his arms. It goes from eight to a hundred so fast. (laughs) Like, so fast. It's just like, they're like, hey, by the way, the guy that... (laughs) Thanks for stepping in. The last guy that was in this suit is in a coma. Um, Here's all the the changes while we're changing you. Get out there. Also, okay, and that is another argument I would love to make. What do you think's like more dangerous. You know what I mean? A kid on a tall, tall roof or, or trying to grab that kid with your jetpack. You don't know how to work. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh my God. What's more a jet, a jetpack in a crowded, uh, uh, an experimental jetpack in a crowded urban space is the worst idea. Like, uh Oh, it explodes. And suddenly a, a, a 200 pound man of muscle is being catapulted into a, a, a sidewalk full of kids. It's He's a, just it's flying a past buildings. Do they like... never hear of wires? Like fucking hang wires from the float. You know, suspend them a little yeah. bit. I can't. Also, everyone that Arnold beats up is an actor. Yes. <laughs> He's just kicking the shit out of actors that are he's supposed to be doing choreography with. It just disappeared. Like the whole distinction between this is an act and yes. this is real just goes away immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we're, we're just like, gonna no, kick the are, shit out of everybody. These are henchmen. It's fine. You can beat them up. Yeah, totally acted. They're like whispering to him, like, hey man, this isn't the choreography. He throws one of them. Like <laughs> So crazy. That kills me. We have to talk about the radio station. Yeah, We have to. Absolutely. Okay? It is, there's no way we can't. We are legally obligated. Um, okay, so there's this whole scene of the radio station where they're, like, once again, we've got Sinbad, Arnold, duking it out, right? Um, they learn that, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. So they learn that through a radio station contest, they could win a doll. Okay, they could win a Turbo Man doll, right? If they know all of the reindeer names. Okay, which, by the way, some of the callers thought were Randy, Jermaine. I was like, that is too... Yum, yum, yum. Love that. (laughs) That is... No person on the planet would ever say either of those names for reindeer. I love it. Anyway, so they rip... uh, Sinbad rips out the phone while he's getting his arm torn off, I have to assume. They're very physical with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I kind of just took as even. Because I was like, even though I feel like Sinbad does slightly worse stuff, maybe physically, Arnold's still Arnold. (laughs) It's still Arnold versus Sinbad physically. It's strength versus crazy. The fact that Sinbad can (laughs) knock him over is Arnold's fault. Okay, you didn't have good grounding. You just didn't have your plant on. You know what I mean? That's on you. <laughs> just uh, doing not, not enough balance exercises at the gym, Arnold. Yeah. Anyway, so they find out that, okay, so instead of like, oh, it's a calling contest, the man at the diner, I don't know if he, well, I don't know, the diner owner's like, hey, not pissed that they just destroyed his phone booth, yeah. <laughs> which I love. And again, makes me feel like everyone's brainwashed. Anyway. Um, says, hey, uh, the radio station's like two blocks over 
for whatever reason, both of these men take that as, well, it doesn't matter if it's a call-in. I'll show up. That's how it works. So, yeah. again, running, running, active, whatever. They show up. Arnold destroys the door. <laughs> yeah, he kicks in a glass door. <laughs> totally destroys the door. Fucking so crazy. Sinbad shows up. They find out that, first of all, no doll here. It's a certificate for later, which is... Ugh, I hate that. Anyway, whatever. Sinbad pulls out a random package and says, this is a bomb. I've got a bomb. Give me a doll, basically. And when they're, you built a bomb? He's like, no, like, people are sending bombs all the time through the mail. I just kept one. <laughs> which is so funny, because I'm like, I don't think that's how bombs, I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't know how bombs work, but I'm like, that seems like an insane statement. What I love about it is everybody just buys into it immediately. Yeah. I mean, it's a bomb threat. I, you got to take it seriously. I don't know. If I saw that man pull out a random package from his pouch and it's just like, I just kept this one. Eh. But then. But then he gets a second. So they get caught by the police. They're cornered, right? Because of this uh, radio. they are doing insanely They're doing illegal shit all the time. Okay, both of these men are doing things they should not. They're, like, racing through the streets, cutting people off. I mean, Arnold runs over, like, dips over one of the cops' motorcycle. Like, just, you know, shit on shit. Broke a door, accosted a radio host that had no business in this. Yes, they should be stopped. Okay. (laughs) Sinbad once again uses the bomb tactic. Which, by the way, I'm going to put on Arnold, too, because he's just like, well, I'm going to use this to escape as well. Yep. I'm I'm going to be on board with this. I know that it's not a bomb, (laughs) but it does turn out to be a bomb. Yeah, the fact that it turns out to be a bomb, and then it explodes, and it's like that cartoony explosion where everyone just gets covered in black. And they're like, whoa! And like the cop, his burns like his hairs, hands a little bit. yeah, his hair's like blown back, <laughs> like yeah. And I think maybe that's the point where we start departing from reality more than like, oh yes, you know absolutely, I mean? yes, 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 and definitely. It just, but it goes so fast into that Turbo Man. Uh, I love thing. how mad Sinbad is that it's actually a bomb. He's like, we're living in a sick world, sick. <laughs> it's disgusting. But Sinbad is the one who realizes like the bullshit that they're all caught up in, right? Like, he he is very aware of that. Um, sort of for your brainwashing thing, he's, like, one of the guy, only guys who isn't brainwashed. So, like, that that line actually makes a lot of sense to me, where he's like, this is a sick world we're living in. Like, yeah. Yeah, the... Um, I would also argue that, uh, just for, like, a soft side villain, the Santas definitely are. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Santa gang with uh, that Jim Belushi. scene is so nuts. <laughs> Like that scene, that scene reminds me, that's like, uh, like, <laughs> you know what it kind of reminds me of the, uh, Agent Smith scene in it the does, Matrix where they're bit. all like, there's just like hundreds of Santas coming at Arnold and he's just like throwing people and then pretend he pretends to be a police officer. Yes. Yeah. He fakes me and a high ranking one. <laughs> he starts giving people shit immediately. Giving orders and like walks out of there. He really does. He shows up and just kind of starts blaming people a lot. Like, did you notice that when he came home the first time from missing uh, the karate, when it, the kid getting his, you know, next stage belt? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. 
getting his purple belt. Um, the first thing he says is starts a cue. Did you tell Ted he could put the lights up? That was the first thing he said. Not sorry, not, oh, my bad. I missed it again. Like, did you tell Ted he could put, is that the most pressing thing here for it's you? It's not, no. It truly doesn't feel like, like, I'm not saying you can't get there. You can get to that because you're like, hey, you gave him permission, right? That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> he also, as far as like Sinbad stealing, uh, trying to steal um, his son's toy, Arnold also tries to do that to his neighbor and destroys Ted's house. Yes. Destroys Ted's house, which is another weird thing and makes me believe firmly that this whole town is brainwashed because Ted's house is thrashed. Okay. Like a reindeer goes through it, fucks everything up. Parts of his house was on fire. Yes. Okay. The window's broken. Okay. That animals are just going to start crawling through this thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) You want this wide open. Okay. What about raccoons, sir? Okay. (laughs) You not heard of raccoons? Jesus. Any hole. They'll just get it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They're coming in. You're, you're showing up. There's something in here, right? (laughs) Anyway, your home is thrashed, and the second somebody's like, well, are we going to the parade? You bet we are. I'm driving. And then, then they all leave <laughs> because Turbo Man is at the parade, and we must get there. A reasonable thing for Ted to do at that point would be uh, t- uh, turn to the wife and go, can you take my kid to the thing? I have some cleaning up to do. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I need to I need to board up this window before porcupines and raccoons flood in like water. <laughs> the thought of a porcupine crawling up a wall and kidding. Like That's so funny. Uh, no, man. Like, there's no planet where that guy shouldn't stay and clean up his house. Yes. I don't know who you got. I don't know if you gotta call insurance now or something. You gotta work out a cash deal with Arnold, obviously. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, in that scene, they go, like, Arnold, what's happening here? Are you trying to steal a doll? It it bothers me when there's the easiest lie that would just totally be believed and would get you out of that trouble. You go, no, I was on my way home, and I saw that there was a fire started uh, in the thing. I don't know if it was electric or what, and I broke in to put out the fire, and I grabbed this doll from under the tree because I thought it was going to get on fire. Yes, I would immediately, I was I was pinning it all on the reindeer right away. I was yeah. like, you have a second party in the house, sir. The reindeer, okay. yeah, the reindeer got in. and there I was... saw a reindeer in your house <laughs> thrashing around, <laughs> thought I could help. Picked this one up because I knew it was the most important present to your kid. Exactly. You are now the neighbor who saved the house from burning down. Yeah. I mean, although this guy's track record, I don't, I don't know if he could have pulled off any lie at that point. He's That's been really true. fucking up. You got to be really in outer space if you're showing up to an event while they're cleaning up and being like, oh, shoot, didn't make it. <laughs> Kicks the ground. <laughs> like, no, what? <laughs> you're lying to yourself at this point, sir. How long could it? Yeah. Uh, a karate demonstration has got to be like, like four or five hour long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no. Yes, he's just like yeah. It's you know, it's a tight six hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you get like, home it's at like midnight. A, it's like a music festival. You just kind of show up. All the early shits, bullshit. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm gonna throw some money at this kid and see what happens. <laughs> and here's another person I want to defend in this, which is Turbo Man's sidekick. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, a fluffy or whatever? Or, or uh, I, I don't even remember his name. Um, that guy gets shit on. The pink dude. The pink dude. Yeah. yeah. The, the action figure that actually is in stock everywhere, but nobody wants. 
You know what the move is? I'm sorry. You show up to the toy store. We don't have any Turbo Man. We've got plenty of his little sidekicks. Yeah. You buy the sidekick. The kid opens it on Christmas Day, and he goes, this isn't the one I wanted. And you go, well, that's a Turbo Man doll. And he goes, no, that's the sidekick for the Turbo Man doll, you idiot. And you go, well, I guess we didn't know. We'll get you the other one later. Yes, that is a far better plan <laughs> than running, like, just making havoc in the streets. For sure. Kid's a little disappointed, but who hasn't misinterpreted? Oh, his name's Booster. 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 You know why? Because the actor that plays him goes, his name is Chainsmoking Booster. <laughs> Oh, in the in the parade. Yes, yeah, yeah. and as soon as he falls down, all the kids keep kicking the up. shit. I'm we like, hate you, Booster. <laughs> I tell you, this kick. town is brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> These kids are crazy. Yeah, they are. That, absolute, that's absolutely nuts. Even if I get why Turbo Man would be more popular than Booster, but what kid wouldn't also want a Booster? You want the whole set. Can you? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, and I just must say that it's insane to me that the person that seems to have the strongest emotional journey is his kid. Yeah. Because, first of all, this kid has more emotional insight than most people in this film. He then comes at the end and being like, oh, like, I had a fight with my dad and he's mad at me. I'm like, the fact that those, like, thoughts are entering your head are, cr are wild. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's some... Deep shit for what was this the kid? The kid did nothing wrong. The kid's five. Yeah. Whatever had a had a small tantrum, a, a justified one, one that needed to happen. This dad needed to be yelled at. Okay, needed to be talked to sternly about how shit he is. Oh, when five a five year old is telling you you don't keep your promises. Yeah, chilling. <sighs> because they don't lie. You no, know what I mean? Like they're this not is a pattern of behavior that a five-year-old picked up on. They mm -hmm. are still shitting their pants. <laughs> and then he has the emotional growth to then give away the toy he's received to Sinbad at the end. Arnold's not doing that. No. Arnold's not pulling that shit. You know what I mean? He's not trying to help that man out or whatever, which I mean makes sense. Like, you just tried to kill my kid. Um, but still. I also love that this kid's like, this is the greatest day of my life, and not like, ah, almost died! Like, ah. <laughs> I say this is the greatest day of my life, but this is the uh, day that's going to cause me the greatest amount of therapy later. Yeah, oh, truly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in, I'm, I'm, I'm here to defend Sinbad. It's mm -hmm. class warfare. The, uh, the, the, the uh, poor always lose out when the, uh, the billionaires make us fight each other. Uh, yeah, Team Sinbad. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Are we Are we ready? Yeah, definitive ranking of how good the villain is. What do you got, Rebecca? Um, so I've got the, um, I don't know, the postal expressions scale, I <laughs> okay. guess. Uh, obviously, I'm ranking Sinbad. Of course, Myron. Um, and from a must-be-the-mailman's kid to going postal, I'm going to give him a don't shoot the messenger because <laughs> his message is on point. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so I've got a rare gift scale. So the rare gifts. Um, so from a Tickle Me Elmo all the way up to a PlayStation 5, uh, I'm going to give Myron, uh, Sinbad, a candy cane. Because he fucking gets it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? He knows yeah. how the world works, and he fucking gets it. He does. Just like everyone gets a candy cane. That is true, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Almost to the point where you're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this anymore. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, and guys, uh, we're going to get to our heroes and villains of the week in a minute, but first, a couple ways that you can help out the podcast. So first of all, uh, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, uh, we're we're available. Uh, you can get in touch with us. We're on Twitter at VWR Podcast. We're on Facebook at The Villain Was Right. And uh, if you want to email us, maybe uh, some suggestions or, or of what movies you want us to see, or just uh, uh, let us know your crazy stories of listening to the podcast. We've had a couple of those. Lately. Yes, <laughs> and uh, they've all been excellent. We all love, we love hearing them, and uh, uh, so funny uh, listening to people get into uh, legitimate accidents because they're laughing so hard at Rebecca. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, send us an email at villainwasright at gmail And if you have a couple bucks to spare, as always, we've got Patreon. You can hit us up on patreon.com slash villain was right of course as always and if you'll know you might notice if you are a part of if you are a henchy or you want to be a henchy we got a couple of extra special treats this month so look out for those or they might already be out i'm not sure what who our, knows who knows <laughs> i don't run it <laughs> Craig time does. is an illusion everybody <laughs> Yeah, guys, so if you uh, want to hit us up on that, as always, uh, you know, Patreon, get it. Um, that's it, I guess. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I've got, like, kind of a, like a light hero for this week. Just, like, being able to do my last shows last night. Mm. Um, Ontario has, of course, taken a turn for the worst. <laughs> Who would have guessed that <laughs> the regulations that were put in place didn't help at all? Mm. Anyway... What are you going to do? Um, everything's kind of getting shut down here right now, but I had the opportunity to go out last night, have three sets at Comedy Bar, one of my favorite venues. I got to be honest with you, first one, kind of bombed it. <laughs> kind of bombed it. So I it would does say, happen. Okay. I would say very medium at best. They did not really care for me. I could get them a couple of times, but I was like, mm, I don't feel like you guys like me. Luckily, second set redemption time. Redemption. Nice. Smashed it. So happy. And I was just like truly happy that I had the opportunity to leave that building with a good taste in my mouth because I kept thinking, I was like, oh my God, if this 7 p.m. is it for me. This might <laughs> this, be it for a while. Woo! Yeah, this might be rough for a bit. And it was just like so nice to have the opportunity to like redeem myself, have a, you know, just have that at least knowledge of like, Okay, this is it. Appreciate this. Because yeah. this might be it for a little bit. I don't know how long that little bit is. Could be a couple weeks. Could be a couple months. Who knows? Unfortunately, we are the first to go, right? Live entertainment, always the first to go. It was just kind of nice to have the opportunity. Three sets last night. Yeah. Had some fun. Knew they were my last sets. Really tried to appreciate them. And also, um, my heroes are everybody that canceled shows properly. <laughs> I was supposed to have a New Year's show. It's already canceled. So you're done for the year. Great. You know what I mean? Yes, I am done for the year, which is a weird thing to th think about and say out loud. But I'm, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> that's well, that's good. I'm glad you could appreciate those. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what do you what do you have for us yeah, this week? So my villain of the week is moving. <laughs> uh, you may have recalled a couple weeks ago I mentioned uh, that uh, we were moving and uh, that move has happened. And it, <laughs> Jesus, moving is just the worst, isn't it? It is so crazy. Like... 
one thing that got me was like all through this past year, I, I kept reading things about like, you know, how your space actually affects your mood, right? Like if, if things are like oh, yeah. messy all the time, like it can stress you out. And let me tell you, I just realized how much that happened when we start moving. And like, cause the first thing we did was I take all the pictures off the wall. Cause you don't need pictures, right? It's the first thing that gets packed, last thing to get unpacked. And I was just immediately like, well, this isn't home anymore. And then just spent a week like, in boxes and chaos, you know? And it really legitimately put me on edge. Um, the fact that like uh, you're in your own space, but not, and then like you're spending all your time on these like one out of 10 problems. Like they're, they're, they're like on a scale of one to 10, or they're like a one in terms of like stress or difficulty. Oh yeah, that's like what I was talking to you earlier this yeah. year. You're like, I just, I don't, I, I don't know if I care where the forks go. Like, exactly. I, yes. <laughs> and it's, but it's hundreds of those. Yes. Right. Where you're like, uh, the, 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 it used to be like big bowl, little bowl, mm. big plate, little plate. That all fit on one shelf, but now the shelf is shorter. So which one gets moved to a different shelf? Not rocket science, but you're dealing with like hundreds of those all the time. Um, so just like crazy stressful. And then like the moving day, we act, we hired movers, right? Mm -hmm. As like, of course, yes. I'm gonna hire movers at this point. And the whole time I'm just like, are they mad at me? <laughs> Cause I'm sitting there not lifting anything and just watching them. And I'm like, they hate me. They're <laughs> like, they're secretly going like, oh, this idiot doesn't know how to pack. And like, everything's crazy. Like everything's wrong. And this move is taking too long and things are too heavy. There's no way they thought no way they're that. Thinking that. No, 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 no. no cause, cause I know your ass. You had everything in boxes, everything in boxes. They were professionals and watching them work. Except was for a, the knives, of course, except for the knives. Those are those knives in a bag. Uh, <laughs> no, the knives are packed away very well. Uh, <laughs> and watching them work was great. Cause these guys would get like, you know, the, the couches and stuff like just on a trolley and like mm -hmm. out the door, like no problem. And the one thing, that was a problem was free weights. Oh, so exercise weights to the point where they were not packed. I even texted uh, our producer, Andrew, and was like, hey, what's the etiquette on how to move free weights like exercise weights? He goes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and so I was just like, you know what? I'll just ask the moving guys when they get here. It's like, how do you want this? Because like they're, it's literally like the smallest thing, mm -hmm. but they weigh so much. Yes. So you can't put them in a box because the, they'll rip right through a box. You can't put them in like a bag or whatever. And it's like, you don't want them together in case they have to break them up. So I was just like, ask the moving guys. I was like, I have these weights here. How do you move weights? And they go, where are they? And I go, just right there. And they go, that's fine. We'll just move them, right? Just mm -hmm. leave them open as is. I was like, okay. So they've moved everything out of the apartment already, except for this stack of weights, which is maybe like six inches tall. Okay. Right? It's not very tall at all, but it's mm -hmm. like a hundred pounds. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so the guy comes in with this cart and he goes and he takes each weight and he piles it up on the cart. So it's about like, you know, again, six inches tall on this massive cart. And he goes and he tilts it up and he goes to leave the apartment and it hits the little, uh, the little, like, uh, the door stop, the, the door jam. And everything else, they've just bumped right over that. They've moved everything out. He hits it. All these weights shift, fall all over the ground. <laughs> so these three movers had to come and pick up these individual weights, like one or two at a time, and move them by hand to the elevator. And I was like, I feel like such an ass. <laughs> I can't believe it. Anyway, moving sucks. We are all moved in now. It's nice. 
it's a positive thing in the end, but just like, fuck, moving sucks. Yeah, I don't even know. Tupperware, maybe? I don't even know how you do that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you know, let us know, because that's, uh, that's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it for us uh, this week. Rebecca, where can people get in touch with you? As always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, and you can follow me at uh, Craig Fate Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, or uh, CraigFay.com for, uh, well, probably not show dates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but check it out for other things. And uh, that's it for us uh, this week on The Villain Was Right. Tune in next week where it's, uh, it's we're done with Christmas movies. Next week is that weird time between Christmas and New Year's. It's audience choice time. And you guys picked... Super Mario Brothers. Yes! So we're covering the 1993 Super Mario Brothers next week. Make sure to tune in for that. And until then, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to avoid the last one. <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Rivemi for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>